Welcome back to the program. The open line number, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 Keep those text messages coming in. Now, difficult how I broach this, but anyway, let's do it. RJ Ochoa, of course, is the manager and editor-in-chief of blogging the boys all across the Dallas Cowboys, the Ocho and the SB Nation NFL show. He's a regular on this program, and he's on the line. How are you, RJ? I'd like to announce that Australia has moved up the power rankings. Uh, it's now my, my third favorite country. I'm Mexican-American, so those take up one and two. But Australia, you're beating out Canada at the very least. <laughs> okay, Canada. Uh, relegated to fourth and off the podium. Uh, mate, let's rip the Band-Aid off straight away. Uh, Cowboys last week against the 49ers. 49ers 5-0, very impressive. Do you want to talk baseball? Well, I am um... – I, I don't know how oh, um, how rare you know this to be, but I am a Houston Astros fan, so yes. life is pretty good, which is um, pretty awkward for me because a lot of my followers are Texas Rangers fans. So, um, you know, I'm I'm from South Texas, and it just um, – these are the teams I grew up rooting for, the San Antonio Spurs. I don't even root for Dallas or Houston in basketball. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Cowboys uh, – the Cowboys have given everybody a reason to prefer baseball in the middle of October. That's a really <laughs> amazing accomplishment on their part. Okay. So where do we apportion blame around that, that result? And, yes, it's only early in the season. And, yes, the 49ers are arguably the best side in the league at the moment. But what deficiencies did you see in the Cowboys, RJ? Yeah, I mean, I can – I can't really come up with a loss that was similar to this. And, you know, that sounds dramatic because it was only week five, right? Um, but, but the Cowboys spent a lot of time hyping this game up, and they really, really, you know, made it a big deal. And so yeah. I think that's part of the blame. I think that they, you know, made it a little bit, you know, they made it impossible to overcome in their own minds. And the truth is they're, they're a very good football team. They're a top 10 football team, but they're not better than this team. And, that's, you know, hard to admit. I don't know that there's an NFL team out there that would, you know, publicly at least honestly admit that, that another squad is better than theirs, but it's irrefutable at this point. And they, they have less talent. They are far less coached. Uh, I mean, you know, go down the list of things, um, you know, uh, the only place that they have a beat is, you know, their place of residence has no state income tax relative to California. <laughs> I mean, they are completely and totally outmatched against this team. And Sunday night was um, a real glaring example of that. And that's, I think, you know, in the days since every Cowboys fan is having a hard time reckoning that truth or reckoning with it, because, you know, you, you believe in, in every season having so much promise, but what is it worth? You know, if you're yeah. going to have to run into this team come late January. Yeah, it's the hope that kills you, right? Uh, anyway. Um, exactly. Uh, and not much hope over there for the New England Patriots either. We spoke about it last week, and you thought, you know, you know there's, there's time. He's got an incredible record. Obviously, one of the greats of all time, Bill Belichick. They're now 1-4, and 34-0 against the Saints. Do we need to accelerate those discussions that you touched on last week around Bill Belichick? Yeah, I mean, I think um, they're becoming less preposterous at the very least. Yeah. I think it's, um, it's, con it's conceivable, if, if not, it's likely that, that they might make a move um, in the offseason. And it's, it's difficult. I mean, there are, you know, story teams across the history of sports that, that just, you know, when, when you're trying to move on past an incredible era, it's very, very, very difficult, um, and especially when you do keep a common denominator. And so you can argue that there is a need for a kind of a fresh reset. And I don't think it's inarguable that Bill Belichick has lost his touch to a degree. I know everybody's so 
excuse me, so quick to say, well, it was clearly all Tom Brady. You know, we don't have to come to any rash uh, conclusions about this, but I, I grow more and more and more confident by the week that Bill Belichick is going to be coaching somewhere else next year. And, and I do think he'll stay coaching. I mean, he has Don Shula's record to chase. That's the only carrot left in front of him at this point. Yeah. Uh, and then we look at the other side of the, the situation. If you look, go to the NFC North, um, am I right in describing the Detroit Lions who are now 4-1 and one with a positive differential of 41 as the surprise packets of this year, RJ? You know, it depends on, on what part of the internet you peruse. Um, you know, I know your listeners, uh, they, they visit a dark part uh, after hours, of course. But, um, you know, a lot of people believe in the Lions. And a lot of people bought into the second half surge that we saw from them. And a lot of people believe in the talent. And, and the opportunity is kind of there because the division is there for the taking. And um, I, I didn't buy in, to be frank. And, and you know, we're five weeks in, and, and there's a little bit more proof of concept. And so um, I don't know that they've come out of nowhere because they were so many people's pick to win the NFC North, but they're living up to the hype. And that in and of itself is a difficult thing to do. I mean, you know, look at the Cowboys as an example. There are a lot of teams who, uh, you know, get crowned or picked to do this or to do that early in the season. And then they're done by the time Halloween rolls around. So yeah. I think the Lions do deserve a lot of credit for getting to 4-1 at this point. Uh, right now, we have the Chiefs going at home against the Denver Broncos. It can't get much worse for the Broncos. So Russell Wilson's output's improving. Sean Payton, uh, well, he was um, in the firing line last week from lots of Jets fans, and we certainly understand why. How do you see this playing out? Am I right in saying Russ Wilson's contract next year kicks in and that's when he's on the mega dollars across four or five years yeah that's correct um that's the extension that they did with him prior to last season you know when they were still on cloud nine after trading for him um the reality of this and and we kind of talked about bill belichick in this spot with the patriots is there always has to be a fall guy i mean that's just the the you know the water has to go out somewhere right the dam has to break at a certain point and uh, last year was Nathaniel Hackett with the Broncos. And, you know, the Broncos have, have made such a mess out of this with how they've traded for Russell and how they've traded for Sean Payton. They wanted to meet Go Ryans early and they didn't get him. I mean, you know, Sean is kind of the one they're stuck the most with. And so um, if it does continue, if it is laughable, you, you kind of have to move on from Russell at that point. And um, I would honestly be really interested to see Russell play somewhere else. I think it'd be hilarious if, if he kind of had a career resurgence in a non-Denver place. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't think that would be improbable to believe given everything that the Broncos have had going on. But um, I, I mean, it is so rare that somebody, you know, volunteers themselves to be the dunce of the NFL and allows people to just, you know, kind of have their way with them on a weekly basis. And, and that's what Sean Payton did, you know, with this whole Nathaniel Hackett business. I mean, it's fair to kind of be, you know, tentative about the whole situation in general, but once he painted kind of this villainous, you know, mystique about them I, I don't know anybody who's rooting for this whole project to succeed yeah yeah and that's a good way to put it uh we are rooting for you to succeed last week what about that young ho coup a last second field goal and the falcons edged the texans just after you said they represented value head to head so that was disappointing but where are you taking us this week rj I just want on the record, Jimmy, I had them at one and a half and lost by one point. I mean, I, I lost by half of them. I mean, it's ridiculous the way this, this tends to go. Um, I'm Look, I appreciate you not saying it, but I'm 0 for 5. Let's just, 
Let's be frank. Uh, or 0 for 4, whatever. I have yet to put a win on the board. Um, I'm going to trust, and I recognize how silly this is, I'm going to trust the Las Vegas Raiders. At this point, wow. we have to bet against Bill Belichick. If we're going to pull off a win, I mean, why not pull off the win? Why not have 100% of our success be against the greatest coach of all time? <laughs> what do you have on Las Vegas this week? Uh, two and a half is the line. Dollar sixty-three. The Las Vegas Raiders playing at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, the visitors, the Patriots, two twenty-eight. So they're plus two and a half, minus two and a half. The Raiders. All we need is a field goal, Jimmy. Three nothing, and we walk out like kings. <laughs> and we beat. In the world's worst NFL game. But anyway, <laughs> uh, you're exactly right. Uh, and there is a bit of money around that. So that's coming to $1.78 at Top Sport, $2.03, the plus two and a half. But, hey, let's lock it in. A win's a win, right? Las Vegas Raiders minus two and a half, $1.78. Yeah, I mean, here in the States, um, to, to do this kind of thing, sometimes you have to go to Vegas, depending on where you live. Uh, that is the case for me, uh, given the, the laws in the state of Texas. So um, it's, it's literal. It's metaphorical. It's poetry. Um, this is it, Jimmy. We're getting on the board. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Just out of interest, I know that the states, uh, there's the domino effect around legalization of gambling over in the USA. What's the, I mean, Texas was absolutely massive with its, what is it, 28, 29 million people. Uh, have they got a timeline on that? Do you think it will ever happen in Texas? I mean, it is a, a pretty conservative state if you don't know your American history. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I just think, though, despite that, the, the times are, are accelerating in, in certain ways. And uh, I mean, to be frank, I think people are selfish enough to see what they can benefit from this. Um, and so we've seen, you know, financial impact in states where gambling is allowed. And uh, I think there's enough gray area to where it's, it's too it's too difficult to disallow it forever. I mean, you know, here in, in the state of Texas, you can you know you can play things like DraftKings. You can play things. You know, we have I'm, I'm not certain what works internationally, but we have you know different apps like Prize Picks, Underdog Fantasy, and you can take over unders and things like that. But um, so it's kind of like you can you know you can put on your swim trunks and your flip flops and your suntan lotion, but you can't put your feet in the pool type thing. Yeah. Um, so um, we're we're close, and I feel like. Uh, we're hovering around things. And, you know, you say it's just a matter of time, but, you know, I feel like people have been saying that across the entire course of human history. And look where we are. Yeah, uh, well, um, we can do it, by, or you can do it vicariously through me. I'll be taking the Raiders minus two and a half at $1.78 be the Patriots. RJ, as always, outstanding. I'll, I'll Venmo you my money, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll Venmo you my money. I'm getting on that action. Oh, I love it. Uh, great to chat, mate. As always, enjoy your weekend. Likewise, Jimmy.